Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello. Are you living in your overflow? Is that why you're joining today? I really hope you enjoy today's podcast episode with Christina Campos. And it's a story of her journey and her conversation really with herself to get herself back up on her feet and find the peace and the joy and the happiness of things that really made her happy and made her joyful and refueled her life. So I'm hoping you'll enjoy this podcast, but before it gets started, I wanted you to know that I know it's heavy with the pandemic and demands and multitasking that we're all doing. I know there's a lot and it does feel like the world is on your shoulders. And really, truly, that's why I have this podcast for a reminder, a whisper in your ear to say, take the time. It's not selfish. Make yourself a priority. Give yourself the things that bring you great peace or joy or strength so that you can continue to make the decisions, to answer the demands, to multitask and hold the world on your shoulder. And also, I have something else brewing other than this podcast. We are having a conversation in our Facebook group, but I'm also thinking about starting an accountability for living in our overflow. And I'd love for you to join with me. I'd love some feedback. I'd love some participation, some ideas. So I'm going to start sharing some of my ideas in the Facebook group, The Overflow. But I'd love to hear what you're thinking. What would help you with your mindset, with your energy, with living in your overflow? I know that life is busy and that we're trying to balance it all. I can help you remind yourself that there is time for self-care and self-love even though there's all the demands of everything else. So I just wanted to pop on really quick before we start the episode and say thank you. Thank you for joining this conversation. Thank you for sharing it with those that need that podcast, that whisper, that tap on their shoulder. Because I believe truly when we're living in our overflow, when we're doing the things that we love, whatever that is, whether it's a bubble bath, studying, whether it's going for a hike or booking your next adventure, when we live in our overflow, everyone benefits. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely certain. So let's create some accountability between you and I so that we can live our best, most amazing life, even during this pandemic. We have got to work together have a conversation, share our perspectives, our wisdom, and our motivations for each other, and truly live in our overflow. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone 
with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Welcome to today's episode, and I'm introducing a new friend. Her name is Christina, and she's the founder of Impactful Parent. Christina, I'm hoping you'll be able to give me some, uh, some coaching tips for my two kids, too. Her superpower is teaching parents of tweens and how to give their children emotional control and create connections that last throughout their teen years. Amen. This is true. They show up with big changes, big emotions, and big challenges. And so Christina is here to make sure we're not alone. I know you offer courses, online courses, you do retreats, and you do private coaching. And I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast talking with us to inspire and hopefully give us some guidance. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I have a teenage girl. uh, She's 14, and then my son is 11. Just as we celebrated Jesse's 13th birthday, I remember Evan saying, Mom, just because she turned 13, it seems like now she knows everything. Yeah. (laughs) And so we all noticed that she turned 13, and there were big emotions and big attitudes. Is that one of the things you think you know, parents come at you first with is uh, look at all the attitude, look what I'm getting and, and just change from 12 to 13. Do you find that? I, yeah, I think that a lot of parents when they come, it's really, they're in shock. They had this amazing, great um, relationship with their kid and you know, from their perspective and their obedient and well-achieving child and then something happens feels like overnight and suddenly they're just at a loss they're like where did my kid go what happened what's going on and you you hear about it like your kid's going to become a teenager and they're going to change so much but until it happens to you it's a whole new experience it doesn't matter how much preparation other people are going to give you until it happens then you're in it and it's true Every kid is different too. So it's not like, oh, this worked with the first kid. And so I can do this and I'm ready for the second one because the second one will throw you a curveball. And so will the third. And so will the fourth. Absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. That's right. I should have mentioned and Christina has experience of four children. Yeah. I'm a single mom of four kids. So four kids. It's true. It did feel like overnight. And I would say that in that moment, when we all started to realize, like all of us, the, the new teen and the family, I remember in my heart thinking, have I, have I said everything? Have I raised her well? Have I taught her? Like, are there any other messages? And all of a sudden I was looking into this more grown up kid. I could see her evolving. Like she had changed from kid clearly to teen. And I was worried 
Have we had all the talks? Have I, you know, downloaded as much as I can? Like, am I going to be a good parent? Because I clearly knew I'm going to need to be a diff- show up as a different parent because there's a different kid. And Kimberly, what you said was uh, really great. It's very impactful. You are an impactful parent because you realize it early. And it's why I founded the Impactful Parent. Well, one of the reasons, there's several reasons why I founded this organization, but it's one of them was, you know, when you get pregnant and you have a little child, there's lots of resources. There's books and you're excited and you join your mommy group and and then something happens when your child's older, you get they start kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and things kind of seem easy. And then the game changes when they become teenagers and you've lost the network of parents that supported you when you had the baby. Mm-hmm. And there's just not enough community there. So that's the three pillars of the impactful parent is resources, advice, and community. And that's what I try to provide because that's what we need for our emerging young adults because it's, it's crazy. It's crazy times. It's crazy part of uh, growing up and being a parent. And like I said, each kid's going to be different. So you can't even like prepare for the next one. Um, And there's just not enough support. And the more that you can learn right now before you need it, then it's just the better off you're going to be, the more you can prepare for that. But I will also caveat that even if you have a 17 year old right now that is having trouble and you still long for that connection, it's not too late. It's just so much easier when you start early, (laughs) like with anything else in the world, but it's not late. No, it's not late. And I would say you're right that really we equip ourselves, we prepare as adults, as parents to be, you know, thoughtful and have those conversations, but you're also helping equip them because I think when we're having those open conversations with them, they know that we can continue that rather than at 17. I think there is still a window, but at 17, it's kind of like, wow, we haven't had these types of conversations. Yeah. So it's harder to break habits, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, with anything, Mm -hmm. just harder to break habits later on than it is early on. And doesn't mean you can't do it. Just might be a little bit more of an uphill battle, but totally fine. You can get there. If you want anything, you can get it. Amen. Amen. We are on, we are on the same, we are on the same line there. Tell us a little bit about your story, how, how you created Impactful Parent, the three pillars and your oh mom or are they all, are they all teens, uh, Christina? So no, I actually have, uh, my youngest is eight, eight as of today and my oldest is 18. So uh, and the two fall in the middle. So I actually have two teenagers and two tween younger kids. So my story, my story starts with me crying in my closet. <laughs> you know, like every parent has that place in their house where they go and they hide from their kids. Maybe they talk on the phone with their girlfriend there, or maybe they show emotion like I do in that place where their kids don't have to watch them. And that's where my story began is me crying in my closet and uh, I was crying there because um my husband at the time was telling me that he wanted a divorce and so it my journey begins with how I became the single mom um it was very very difficult but that even wasn't even the hard part Believe it or not, okay, a lot of people go through divorce and I could talk a ton about that, but what was hard about it was 
one, it, it kind of came out of nowhere for me. I was very happy. I met him when I was young. We had four beautiful children. Things were really great for me, but I did not realize how sad or unhappy, I should say, that he really was. And after many months of crying in my closet, you hit a point of pivot where you have to decide, am I going to continue to cry in my closet and feel sorry for myself? Or am I going to move forward in some fashion and pick myself up? Now, if you're a parent, you know, it's, I would say it's a little easier to pick yourself up and make the pivot because you have people who rely on you. You have people who are watching you. And I am no exception to that. I chose the pivot because I wanted to show my children that even though this was not my choice, it does not define who I am. And I can move, you know, I can rise above it and move forward. Now the hard part comes into play. Believe it or not, like I said, that was the easy part. It was hurtful and it was emotional, but it was easy to make the decision. The hard part came was after the decision was made. I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't recognize my reflection. I realized that I had been living my life for everybody else for so long that I didn't know who I was anymore. Now, this is super common. I was, I have been a different, uh, different roles in my parenting. I have been a stay at home mom. I have been a working mom. I've been a full-time mom. I'm now an entrepreneur mom. I've had many different roles, but all of my roles have been very giving. I am a giver by nature. I serve people by my own nature. I had to discover that when I was rediscovering myself, but it now makes sense to me how I lost myself because so many parents, especially parents who like dive all in and want to do so much for your kids or stay at home parents, you lose yourself in parenthood. And it's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to do that. Because what happens is if you do that, when your kid turns into that teenager and starts to developmentally appropriately pull away from you, then you are at a loss inside your heart because they're trying to find themselves and be independent and they don't need you anymore. And you're still trying to hang on. You also feel it if they're 18 and they move to college or out of the house and now you're left with nothing at home left and then you feel it then. You'll, you know if it's going to happen when it happens to you. But for me, it happened, I'm thankful, earlier on with the divorce when I was looking at myself in the mirror. I was like, wait a second, do I really want to watch that TV show or am I watching it because he likes to watch that and it's habit? And do I really want to cook that dinner tonight because I don't know if I really like that meal? Or is that just something I'm used to cooking because he, 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 he liked that, that food? I had to start all over again and go, wait a second, who, who am I? I need to get new friends. I need to start all over. I need a reset button so badly. Um, and this was the time to do it. So this was my pivot. And during that time, I will say that I had to make some really hard choices. Um, my teenagers were a few years younger at the time. They were emerging teenagers. 
and I noticed their difficulties, not only because we were now becoming a divorced family and their world was changing, but also because they were teenagers and teenagers, it's hard time in their life of new exploration, figuring out who they are, figuring out their own values, separating from their family to try to identify who, who they want to be. And I saw the struggle and I had to make a super, super hard choice of quitting my job. I was a teacher for 20 years. Again, another giving profession, right? Like definitely not an eight, eight to five, nine to five job or an eight hour workday. I mean, I, I cared for my, my middle school kids, my elementary kids, my high school kids. I taught that all. And I had to choose to stop taking care of everybody else's kids and really start focusing on my own. And I, I would say like, this is, where, this is where the concept of like, fill up your cup or overflow when, when I started this podcast. So a lot of the leaders that I work with, and in my mind, while I'm hearing the, um, the lessons and the choices we make as an impactful parent on our teens, I'm also thinking about the leaders out there and this pandemic and COVID that's happening, you know, during these times. And I think, as you say, uh, like a giving, guiding, serving person, same with leaders, a lot of the women leaders that I'm working with, they're making so many decisions. It's like they're holding the world on their shoulder and they are making sure that people still have jobs or figuring out creative ways so that they still have uh, much of their job. And, and then also taking care of the people that are in their four walls at home and they're trying to kind of balance it all. So I, I understand where you're saying, and then I, then I look in the mirror and I think, I don't even know what I like for dinner because you, you've chosen so much for everybody else that oh, you haven't charged or like fueled yourself with your own joys and happiness and like your own interests, your own, like whatever your flavors are that you choose. So I can see that. And then I can also see that the teens are watching this, their kids or whatever, but I can just see because we're serving and guiding and giving that we are being, if you're not careful, you can be depleted. Absolutely. And that's what happens to so many of us. So many we deplete ourselves for the, we think in our mind, the better good of our children or our family or whoever you're trying to serve. And I'm not saying don't serve because I'm a server too. Absolutely. But the lesson I learned is to not let go of that person I am and to find ways to live authentically without having to sacrifice the things that you care about. So that's how actually I founded The Impactful Parent. I felt like I had to quit my teaching job just so I can focus on my family. I needed a profession where I can make my own schedule, but I also needed a profession where I was still helping teenagers because I love them so. That's who I am. And yeah, and I decided I can help them through probably the most impactful way, their home. By helping parents, I hope to help the teenagers out there because that's, those relationships are more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's how this got, all got founded. Here you are role modeling. I've got four, you said, two in two are teenagers and two are approaching and you're doing it on your own. So if that's not a role model, 
That's amazing. I love your philosophy around your three pillars. So tell us a little bit more about this when, when we think about being an impactful parent. Yeah. So the reason why I have these three pillars, the first one's community. I truly believe it takes a village to raise a child. And it is super unfortunate that right now our society has completely taken that away from us. They've taken it away because we don't live in big family units the way we used to years and years ago. We don't hang out with our neighbors in the, in the neighborhood and our kids don't go play over there as easily as they used to. Now we're trying to protect them all the time, which is great. I mean, we're trying to protect our kids, but we lost that community, that support that we need. And again, I think there's a huge lack of community for this, this parental group of eight to 18 year olds. And well, and you so don't want the community there. You know what I think when, when you said that earlier, you know what I think, Christina, is as my kids are getting bigger when they're in when they're in kindergarten in the grade one right they want you to volunteer for class trips or have birthday parties and and the parents like we all drink coffee while all the little kids play at the birthday party but then as they get bigger like there is something where oh mom yeah we're gonna have a birthday party but we're going to the movie theater like you're not coming with us and so there's less like parent interaction like we drop kids at at birthday parties and less interaction right a we want them to be more independent but B, the kids don't really want mom and dad kind of hanging about. Yeah. And so we lose the community connection that we had because of that. Um, it's just another reason, another layer. Right now, we've lost a lot of community because we've all been quarantined. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. So I feel like there was a huge need to create community. So that's the first pillar. Yeah. The second pillar is advice, and that is because, again, um, parenting is trial and error. It is what works for one kid's not going to work for the next one, and maybe it will, but it is all trial and error. And the more resources and more like tips and advice and things that you can get, the better armed you're going to be to be able to try all that trial and error stuff. So I put out uh, once or twice a week. Um, just free edu parent education videos that help you make choices for your parenting. I give you what you need in order to make those, those choices and maybe like statistics and sometimes it's just tips and sometimes it's true advice, uh, real advice for like, this is what you need to do in order if this happens. So a variety of different things there. And then resources is the third pillar. And those are the things that you need beyond advice. Cause sometimes it's, more than just tips, right? You need actual resources for yourself. And that's where my, more of my paid programs come into play. I don't have, uh, I only have three right now, but the three that I have are gold. <laughs> yeah, they're really gold. And as soon as I have time, I'm going to make more and more. But um, I have a behavior management course, which helps parents make, make bonds and help their children control their big emotions. So it's really great if you have children with high anxiety or anger management issues or super sensitivities. Um, I see that a lot in the gifted population, but it could be for anybody, any kind of anger management issue. And then those programs in itself build community. So they're, they're more encompassing. And then I have a drug program, like resources. Another resource I give is for drugs, helping parents identify what drug use looks like. So many parents are just misinformed. They think there's five drugs out there. There's marijuana and there's maybe there's cocaine and maybe there's whatever, mushrooms. 
spectrums, but there's actually over 15 different types of popular drugs that your teenager could be using. And so it goes way beyond that. And so it's, a, it's again, resource to know what's out there. And then more, the next step, how do you look for it? And again, it's not just rummaging through the backpack. A lot of times the evidence is right in front of your face and you don't even realize it because you don't have the knowledge to know that that's what, that's a sign. That's what I was going to say about advice versus resources, right? Advice is, you know, we can seek advice from, you know, friends. Have you been through this? Have you seen this? But at some point you need to, it's kind of like searching on Google, but at some point you you need to phone the doctor. Like you need, you need the real resource to say, um, so these are some of the clues is some of the advice I've gotten but now what? Like, it's like, you've got all these pieces or you've got all these answers, but I, I don't really know what to do with all this. So that's when you need, I can imagine then people would come to you as a, as a resource and a guide, like for these courses, especially again, like layering on the pandemic and the, and the COVID, like we're teaching, we're teaching our children about wearing masks and washing hands and physical distancing and all this. Like if that's not raising anxiety, you know, before even we raised all this concern about safety and germs and pandemic, right? Everything has definitely shifted. And then there's a whole other level around drugs, which is, is very, very scary. And, you know, drugs are really just a coping mechanism. So that's not typically, I mean, yes, you can experiment with drugs and definitely get addicted. I'm not saying you can't, but the majority of people, that's not how it happens. It's a coping mechanism of some sort because people take drugs. People, notice I say people, not teenagers. People take drugs typically for one of two reasons. You're either one, trying to escape away from something. So maybe your teen is hiding. They don't like their life. They're trying to get away from and escape their reality. Or two, you also have teenagers or people who are trying to gain more from drugs. So these are energy drugs. I need to do more. I need to study longer. I need to stay awake. That kind of drug is really honestly just as damaging as the escaping kind of drug. But there's two different kinds out there. And so many parents overlook the reasons behind it. They see the surface level. Oh my gosh, it's drug use. And what am I going to do? And you're not supposed to do that. But really, once you discover what type of drug your child might be using or might even be interested in. I mean, you can, if you got educated now, you can talk about what could you be interested in so you can get that conversation started. started, Yes. And, and what, what those repercussions would be. It will tell you so much about your kid. Are they escaping or are they trying to do more? There's so many kids out there who need to get that straight A because they feel like they have to, because they feel like they need to get into an Ivy League school. And those kids are taking drugs too. They're just taking a different kind of drug. It just tells you the motive. And once you know the motive of why somebody is taking some kind of substance to help them, again, that's a coping skill. It tells you a lot about their pain. Christina, you just, you light up. You, you are, I would say from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, you are in your right lane. Never question that because you share your story. But when you start talking about, this is what I want to counsel or advise or, you know, share, offer resources to parents, you light up. You come through the screen. So we're actually having this conversation on Zoom, but you're coming through the screen at me in in more than three dimension. You are totally in your right lane. This is what you are meant to do. Thank you. I love it. I I love helping people. And I and again, it's it's all really helping the teenager. I really 
I have so much love for them. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. And we, what I love is it's that concept of, is it, you know, fish for a man, you, you feed him for a day, but teach him to fish and he can, can be fed for a lifetime. And so that's what I really see with you when, when you say the impactful parent, I'm helping you, the parent, impact the teens, which they're going to have a positive experience, you know, through their childhood. So it's like you are looking into the future because that kid is going to be well-raised well-nurtured, very respected as they grow. And then hopefully they will exactly do that to their children. So oh, that would be great. That's the hope. Pass it forward. Yeah. You're creating a beautiful world. You really are. How would you say that you are living in your overflow? How are you doing this as a single mom with four kids and now as an entrepreneur with retreats and private coaching and your courses, how are you, or what are you practicing? Yeah. Well, these are the same things that I practiced in order to get out of my funk when I did not recognize myself in the mirror. And some of those tips that I'm going to give right now, that's what I used in order to do that. And I continue to do them today. For example, it's really important that you do not create imaginary boundaries for yourself. And what I mean by that is, because I know everybody out there right now is like, I don't do that. No, I bet you do. It's like saying, Oh, well, you know what? I would wake up an hour early to work out, but I'm just not a morning person. You just put an imaginary boundary on what you're capable of. Now, if you want to say, oh, I don't want to work out in the morning because I don't like to wake up early, that is talking about your character and what you like, and that tells you who you are. But if you say, well, I can't, I'm just not a morning person, you just put a boundary on yourself of what you're capable of doing. And honestly, you're capable of doing anything. So stop putting labels on yourself that puts those imaginary boundaries in your brain. How you talk to yourself is so super important for how you live your life. Your internal talking is so, I can't, I can't express it enough to all your audience. It's just, it's so important. And you have to be very, very careful about how you talk to yourself. And I'm also, my next piece of advice to you was that you fake it until you make it because it comes with that internal talk. There is no way in the world that in the beginning, when I was looking at myself in the mirror, that I was going to look in my mirror and say, I got this. I'm going to be an entrepreneur someday. There's no way. But what I did do is I looked at myself in the mirror and I would say, I got this. I can do it. I can get through this day. And I'm going to, I have this goal I'm going to accomplish. And in the beginning, you lie to yourself. So this is the fake it till you make it. You lie to yourself and you feel ridiculous. And you feel like I am just lying to myself. Why am I doing this? But I tell you, you say those thoughts to yourself over and over again, even though you're faking it, eventually you will believe the words coming out of your mouth or the words going through your brain. Absolutely. And that is how change begins. Did they ever, did the kids ever say, Who, who's mom talking to? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I try to hide in my closet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. You're ex- exactly right. And show up with that confidence or at the very least 
you're looking, I love that. I love that concept of a mirror. And you've said that a few times where you've kind of looked in the mirror. And at first you think, oh, symbolically she's looked in the mirror, but no, I can imagine like really literally looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you got this. All you got to do is make those phone calls. Today, you just got to make those steps. You've got to draw that contract. So I can see you like looking at yourself, being confident, like looking in your own eyes. You know what? We're going to do this. Stand confident. Look yourself in the eye and say you're going to do it. Yeah. And you envision yourself bigger than you are. And that's how you grow. Mm -hmm. You don't want to envision yourself smaller, even at where you're at. In order to grow, you have to envision something bigger than yourself. Where do you want to be? How do you want to be? And you start talking to yourself and seeing yourself in that way. And eventually it becomes that way. It's, I know it sounds ridiculous and like refrufry well, for people, but I'm, I promise you it actually works. It's baby steps and the baby steps is still progress. And a lot of people want things to happen so quickly, but it is not how it works. I love that. Take down the boundaries and fake it till you make it. Did you have a third one? Oh, I have a million. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. I would say sparkle in your eye for my, my parents out there. Um, because it is so common that many people like myself will lose yourself in parenthood that you keep in mind, it is absolutely okay to revolve your schedule around your children because they come first and you want to do what's good for them. It is not okay to revolve your whole existence around your children. And there's a difference there. You do not want your whole life purpose to be your children. They could be a part of it for sure. They are important for sure, but don't let it be everything. You are so much more than a parent and you were that person before you had children. So hold on to that person and don't let them go. Remember who they are. That's beautiful. And it, it is all consuming when you bring a little teeny tiny little baby home. Like when you bring a little one home, it is all consuming and he or she, the little, this little teeny tiny little babe deserves that all consuming energy. But it's true as they become tweens, as you say, and then teens and teenagers, and they're growing up into young adults, they need to grow and be independent. And really, so do we need to grow and live our true life and our true purpose. And the more that you can take care of that person, that yourself, honestly, the more energy you will have to give to your children and to any other thing that you decide that you want to serve. There's sacrifices in parenting. It is actually one of the most selfless acts you'll ever do in your life. But you just have to be careful that you don't make it everything. Yeah. So I would say, so then your cup or your energy isn't depleted. Hopefully you are giving to them, but you are also fueling yourself, charging yourself, living with your own purpose, your own adventure, your own desires, your own, like you were saying about making those meals, like eating the things that you love, not just what they love, right? Because this is your life too. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Take down the invisible barriers. Look in the mirror. I love that. Like talk to yourself, but really think about those positive messages that you're saying to yourself in the morning. I love that. And also like live your life. You have to create time for yourself. I actually have like 12 tips that I've given throughout the Impact for Parent that your, um, your audience can go to if they want to see all 12 tips. They would just need to go to theimpactfulparent.com slash life beyond children. And I, it's a free PDF. It's just one sheet of paper that I give you, but it gives you kind of my 12 steps of what I did in order to regain who I am 
and just to remind parents of some of the things that you can do to put yourself not first, but a priority. Absolutely. Because we don't, put, we put our kids first. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, come on, we're parents. We put our kids first. But that does not mean that our own self well being is not a priority. We do need to keep that a priority. That's right. And also, we don't put our self on hold for 12, 13, 14, <laughs> yeah. 17, 18 years, right? We should be living our best life and, and really role modeling that. And oh, I think you're doing it. I think, uh, again, like the, the glow, like you share your story, but then when you talk about being an impactful parent, you, you just light right up. You are totally in the right lane. People who would come to see you would be well-served and well-guided by your energy, your enthusiasm, and truly, uh, I would say the resources that you have, uh, A, for kids, and, and B, um, also the education you have behind you. So. Thank Thank you you. so much for this conversation, for this inspiration. And I think even more important, again, like during these times where everything is so heavy on us, on the kids, and they're growing up and, you know, interesting, the life that they are growing up in right now in the pandemic times, pray it's not much longer. What would you say? So I I love that you're living in your overflow. I'm, I'm very impressed. Do you have any advice for... If you were to go back, if you could whisper in your 20-year-old self, would you go back and tell her anything? I would tell her just to breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't forget to breathe. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, I was very happily married and I wouldn't change that for anything, but it's not always easy and life isn't always easy. And I think we don't give ourselves enough grace. Mm-hmm. So just don't forget to breathe. Yeah. There's grace in that, right? take the time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And do you have any, so I'm always interested in what you're reading, or maybe if you're listening to an interesting podcast, what are you reading lately that you might recommend? Or do you have a podcast? Oh my goodness. I've been listening to several different podcasts lately. Um, I actually, I like things that are funny and unrelated to parenting because it's a part of my escape in a way with my reading, I do a lot of research and stuff to make me a better parent and to help give better advice and things like that. Somebody that I follow is Lisa Damore. She is an amazing author who really specializes in the tween and teenage girl, but a lot of her stuff is applicable to any adolescent. And so uh, those books are amazing with great, great advice and resources. The best way to find you is The Impactful Parent. Is that right? Yes, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, those where you're going to get all the, the tips and advice part, what I offer for free. So all you have to do is follow. It's The Impactful Parent. And then the website will tell you so much more. That's where you get all the free resources and also the paid resources and all the things is on the website, which is theimpactfulparent.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for reminding us that as silly as it sounds, we can look in the mirror into our own eyes, tell ourselves we can do it, even if it's just one little thing today. And it might even be that, you know, I've got to get up and shower because I've got to show up today, or it could be something bigger than that. So thank you for the advice. Thank you for your vibrancy. I think you're doing a great job. I'm really impressed. Thanks for joining. Thank you.
I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.